Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones A pound of dick and a West Ham United More than just a Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 7, episode 38, which means we've averaged a podcast for every game. That must be a record for us, 38 episodes in a, in a year. Yeah, isn't it? There's been a few specials, though, in there. Did they not? Have they been counted? <laughs> there is a few specials in here, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, especially this season, Nudge. <laughs> uh, and, and I will say, I, I should have said this is more than just a podcast, award-winning podcast, uh, because we da, are da, now da, da. an award-winning. Oh yeah, hang on a minute, hang oh, on. So be, an award-winning podcast. Be professional. We won a Lenny. We won a Lenny. Amazing. We... Um, it's probably not as good as a a Sony Broadcast Award that Ian last week won. I think well, maybe did, did Ian get an award for last week then. Yeah, for his he got a Sony Broadcast Award for his efforts on more than just a podcast. There you go. So it's there coming it's coming our way in the long run. But but not just one. But we're a double award winner because because our own Nigel uh, won an a, a award as well for. Best Twitter account <laughs> at the Lenny's. So he's a double award winner. And he was dining out yesterday at the London Stadium and on the boats at Hammers Chat, um, signing autographs, you know, <laughs> giving out photos of himself. Um, and, and yeah, it's um, well done, Nigel. Double award winner. I missed out on two categories. I missed out. I came third in Sycophant of the Year. I lost to that flump girl, uh, X coming second. <laughs> that right? flump girl. That flump girl. She was very upset. I would have loved Sycophant of the Year, and I deserved it as well. And I, I came second in Puppet of the Year to Jim's, Jim White. So, through Clarence Hugh, I'm really upset about that. Understandable. Worthy winner, though. Um, it's only a bit of fun. Don't take it too seriously, people. Um, anyway, 
not aimed at anyone in particular. Uh, I said let's not. talk about uh, let's talk about football. Uh, we played a game of football against Big Sam's Everton Blue Toffees. <laughs> um, and uh, I went dressed as an Everton fan, apparently, according to John. Uh, John, who, who, <laughs> you who took pictures of me in my my jogger. My... You're having a laugh, and <laughs> you. Um. Yeah. Pedal yeah. pushes. Anyway, on. it was a nice day, and I thought I'd get my legs out. And uh, wore a pair of shorts with a, a nice bright blue top. Anyway, it's not a fashion podcast. It is a football podcast. Let's start with John tonight and talking about um, West Ham versus Everton. And by the way, we won it 3-1, John. There's a starter for you. I'll do it. Oh, yeah, I was there. I saw that. Um, yeah. Nice to make the change you for not to be an armchair on, fan and come, come along. Yeah. Thank you, Sky. Um, I... I think it was probably our best performance of the season. It was uh, quite an enjoyable game to watch. Some very good goals. I thought we played really well. And it does make you feel whether they... Was that to do with the pressure being off? Have we got that sort of quality and talent in our team, in our squad, to be able to perform like that week in, week out? Or was it Everton not performing so well? Yeah, it was a great, it was a good game, good occasion. Um, I felt like we were at him right from the beginning. We were on top for most of the game. We had control of the ball. I thought it was a good game, some great goals. So, yeah, I was very pleased with the results, Sean. We hate Big Sam more than you. We hate Big Sam more than yeah, that, you. That wasn't as as. Bad as I expected it, all that. I thought that might be a bit more. You've got Sam Allardyce. Good. You've got Sam Allardyce. You've got Sam Allardyce. You've got Sam Allardyce. Yeah, it wasn't as sort of, you know. Everyone, it's if the sun was out, wasn't it? It was a good performance. What was your favourite song of the day, John? Um, we know what we are. We know what we are. Keyboard warriors. We know what. That's we because are. you're a malcontent. More of that later. Uh, who was your uh, player of um, the the day? Who's your man My of the man match? Man of the match. Um, I suppose it's, it's got to be Lanzini. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Great goals. Oh, yeah. um, what's his name? Pickford. It was quite funny when he, yeah. when he waving when he done his, uh, he did his like cross hands when he didn't save the ball. And when he tried to knee uh, Anatovic as he came on to him and then Anatovic sort of ran past him when he buried that one, which I thought was quite good. But yeah, I think Lanzini was my uh, man of the match. But overall, good performance all round, really. Is, is there anyone you didn't think pick, you know, had their part to play, you know, if you want to be critical of, of anyone or did did everyone put a shift in? Right, not really. I, I couldn't be critical of anyone of that. It was a shame that... um. Masuaku went off injured because he was causing chaos. Yeah. How about Fernandez? I mean, Fernandez came on on twenty-one minutes to replace Masuaku. Uh, do you do you rate him still? He, I think he's a decent player, but he, I think he's not that old, is he? Was he twenty-one, something like that? Mm. I think he's still a bit hot and cold, so I wouldn't I wouldn't discard him. He's, I think he's got some quality there, and the, he'll only improve. I would think with some decent coaching. And a settled mm. coaching team and a bit of encouragement. 
we we didn't see much of Obiang, but it was good to see him back on the pitch. He came on for Lanzini on 86 minutes. Um, it, it'd be important to get him back next year. You a fan of Obiang, John? Yeah, I mean, again, he's he's had some really good spells. And then he goes missing on occasion, doesn't he? I mean, I, I think he scored the goal of the season this year against Tottenham. But, um, yeah, I... I yeah, he's a welcome addition to the squad. If we could improve on him, it's yet to be seen, isn't it? The way things are Two going. more questions. We'll we move over to Nigel. Uh, Mario, um, last game possibly in a West Ham shirt. Super Mario had a good game. Uh, I know we talked yeah. about it last week. Apparently, sources close to the club, even though we haven't got a manager says they're quite impressed with him. He's a quality player. So if a deal could be done, maybe they listened to the podcast last week with you and Ian saying 20 million. Uh, if we could get him for 20 million, go for him. Maybe the powers that be will do that when we get a hand of recruitment and manager. Maybe. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe there is a deal to be done. Maybe they could get him on loan for another season. But, you know, he need, he's... He's not a terrible player. He, he doesn't like the place up. But, you know, he's got something about him. He's better than some of the players in our squad. So, Yeah. Rice had, I thought, an excellent game. And I'm going to ask uh, Nigel about him in a minute. But finally, Collins coming on in 88 minutes. Obviously pre-planned. Looked like his last game. Noble came in and said, it's a sad day. This is about Ginge. I hope something can be done for him. James Collins had come out on Instagram today and said, it's not the end. Hope to have more news in two weeks, whether on or off the pitch. Uh, we were singing, there's only one Ginger Palais, we were singing, sign him up, sign him up, sign him up. Which was ironic. Do you think? Yeah. Wasn't it? Why was it ironic? Because you'd already said to me that you wouldn't give him a contract. To, and I must be mad to want to give him a contract. Yeah, I know. You kept reminding me, you go, why are you singing this? You don't want to give him a contract. And I just got caught away in the moment. Sort oh, of thing. Right. Um, do you still think, take away your heart, right? because I know you haven't got one. Um, (laughs) Do you still think that really we should give him a contract? I just... just, 30 grand a week? Yeah, I I do. I think he's got a lot to offer. He he comes in, he he, he would accept he's not going to be a a starter, first-team player, a squad player, cover injuries, and I would look to bring him sideways now and into some sort of coaching role. They don't do enough of that. So I think they, it should be something they should be looked, looking to do now. Players like him and players like Noble yeah. should get moved sideways and into coaching roles. Mm. Like well, maybe. Do. That's the yeah, only no, way Noble can move, isn't it? Sideways. Hey. So let's move over to Nigel about the game and, and then I'll come to you about whether it was the last game for Adri- Adrian Cresswell. Um Mario. The whole team, basically, um, by the sounds of it. Lanzini. Um, but let's talk about that in a minute. So, what, impressions of the game. Give us give us the quality, award-winning uh, football uh, analogy of the game, please, Nigel. Well, we won. That's a start, isn't it, to be fair? Did Everton turn up? Did Big Sam turn up? Did he care? Um, it's always arse to say no. But on the face of it, they didn't really do a lot, did they? To to to, to push us, I think Adrian made a couple of good saves though. Um, but apart from that, 
I mean, there weren't a lot between the two teams. We just had that clinical up front. Um, where was Rooney? Why weren't he playing at all? I mean, he's injured. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think I mean, he was injured really and he was going to America. They, in, in a way, they looked like they looked a bit toothless up front, Everton. Um, yeah. And and it really showed, and perhaps it belies the fact, where did they finish? Ninth? Um, I, I don't know how many points they were in front of us, probably seven or eight, that's all. So there's not a lot, realistically, between the two teams. Um, it's it's very tight there. So uh, the game itself, it's always good to finish the season with a win because it sets everybody up and, and makes people look forward. And West Ham can send you emails saying, don't forget to renew your season ticket without getting a lot of stick for it. Yeah. So when do we renew, John? I'm going to pop up there, I think. Oh, are you? Oh, yeah, you yeah. are. I wanted to know. If when I do I renew? When you want. The day before. Keep the money in my bank as long as See, I'm loyal. I've already renewed. No, you did it because... Because um, <laughs> I'm a mug. We had that, discu- we had that discussion <laughs> on, I'm a mug. <laughs> yesterday when you were complaining about how decent our view was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so talk talk about the winners and losers in yesterday's game. Um, who who uh, I asked John the same thing. Who, who stood out for you? I thought it was a good team performance. To be fair, without actually picking out losers, I, I wouldn't like to say, "Oh, he weren't up to it. He was a bit short." There's, you know, it was a good all round team performance. Um, I mean, obviously. Up front, we we always look better with Lanzini and Arnautovic playing together. And uh, Mario, I don't know, the jury's out on him, isn't it? I think, I think with Mario, I've said it before, it all, all comes down to cost. It's obvious he's not the, 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 the quality of like 30, 40, even probably he's not worth 25. But you're, you should always give a foreign player new to the Premier League five, six months to bed in. Now he's had that. You can you can see his performances are getting better. So perhaps if we could, you know, get him for 18 to 20 million, I would actually um, take the risk on him because I think he's getting better. You, you can see he's getting to the to the grips of the Premier League. You know, you can see Arnautovic with his quality. I don't know how good he was at the start for Stoke. You can see he was, even though he was a foreigner, he'd had five years, I think, with Stoke playing in the Premier League. So he's already conditioned. You've got to give people a chance to get to the, because it is a totally unique league in the way we play the football. Yeah. I I think Mario shows sign of linking up well with Lanzini and Arnautovic as an attacking sort of force. Whether that's a way a manager or whatever manager would want to go is another story, but. That's the thing. The three of them together. Yeah, the, the 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 three of them together though need the other three behind them to be really good. And yeah, I think athletic. actually that's that's our undoing. I think Kiari, Noble, um, Obiang, whoever, whatever two of those three you play behind the the Lanzini, Mariona, Arnautovic, they're not really. 
because those three are not really going to come back and help you defend, are they? So actually, the, the, the defending in the midfield is left to them two in the centre. And that perhaps yeah. they're not really good enough. If you had an actual ball-winning um, midfielder, great what? with the tackle. <laughs> like a Carvalho. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, someone that can put a tackle in and win the ball and break up play. And um, I think that's what it is. We, if you can, as soon as you get um, behind Lanzini and Mario, you've you, you got near enough a clear run through at the defence. If you've got pace as well, especially because we're quite Very immobile, flat. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I said last week, we've scored, you know, only the top eight teams, or no, only all, all the top six teams and only one other team have scored more goals than us. So actually going forward, it's not that big a problem. But obviously shipping in as many goals as Stoke, who, who went down bottom of the table, obviously it is, you know, that's where the obvious problem is. We've got to concentrate on defence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, does that start with uh, Aaron Cresswell game? No, I don't think it does. Um I think what we need to do is, is try and keep the core nucleus of what we got, but add quality to it. The, the, the problem we got is we could probably put out a really decent 11 if everyone was fit. But what we can't do is bring people off the bench when we get into a bit of trouble to shore it up. Um, because we, we, we have suffered badly with injuries, but that could come to, if you look at the players we signed last season, they're all, all right, you can take Joe Hart out of it because keepers in their 30s, we know, are still supposedly top of their game. But a lot of the other players were in their late 20s and early 30s. That, for me, is what we've got to get away from. We need to be signing good, decent, young, like young below the age of 25 defenders that can come in and, and learn off of what we got and try and. I, I, I don't demand next season a top 10 finish. What we've got to do is try and build. We've got to try and evolve the team rather than keep revolutionising the team every season. So bring three players in that are quality that can come in and build up the squad. Have a five-year plan, but as long as you stick to it, I think it'll be all right. Have, have, and have a, a clear plan of the type of player, the type of game you want to play, the the age group of the players you need to bring in. You know, have a, a complete clear plan of action as opposed to this scattergun approach that we've dealt with for all the Sullivan years up to now. I mean, look how many managers they've had in eight years. I mean, that for a start is is not realistically. I know that's modern football, but I, I, that, that, if you look at the teams around us, we've all chopped and changed our manager. We're all winning nothing. So what are we actually achieving yeah. by doing we're achieving yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 21 years of Wenger, though. And what did he achieve Ooh, in 21 years? Hold up. In the past four <laughs> years, they've won three <laughs> FA Cups. When Arsenal fans sit and complain <laughs> and moan and bitch about him, I'd say, well, you want to come down the Olympic Stadium, mate, then. Then have a look. At what's yeah. No, they don't. Oh, let's anyway, don't let's just finish off the Everton before we move on. Um, uh West Ham had 57% possession to 43. Um, we had 
15 shots, four on target. So we did well to get three of them in. Uh, they had 14 shots, seven on target. So they had a lot more shots on target. But Adrian, we haven't mentioned him, had a really good game, didn't yeah, he? He made some save. Huh? He did have a good game, yeah. He made some really good... Mate, he had he a good sh- we should keep him. We should keep him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had a couple of great chances. I mean, Noble got through, didn't he, early on. Their keeper had a great save. Um, Zabaleta had a good effort, didn't he, just wide. You know, it was a good game. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, that's it. The season's over, guys. Did you know that? That was the last game. Wee. So, let's do a little review. I mean, we, we finished 13th. By the way, I know you like to know what the money is. The TV money alone is nearly £121 million. By my reckoning, it's £120.9 uh when it gets announced. Um, and that's and obviously, you've got to add on the ticketing and the sponsorship and everything else on top of that. So, it's going to be a bumper year. We got more money, by the way, than last year when we finished 11th because we had a lot more games on TV, as John will know because he couldn't make a lot of them. Um, summary from you, John, first. What, 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 did, what did you make of the season? Was it satisfying? Or was it unsatisfying? It was, um, it was a hard season. Lots of ups and downs, mainly downs, really. Um, it was just very disappointing. It was, I was, you know, I, I feel... Uh, we are getting used to the surroundings as such. We're finding our feet anyway, aren't we, about our daily sort of match day experience as such. But even things happened yesterday which were brand new. They changed something on the day to stop you walking through to where we always walk through. Oh, yeah. We had a, we had a little row, or I had a little row, with a 15-year-old steward. Well, yeah, I told you to leave him alone. It's nothing to do with him. But... <laughs> But um, as far as the season goes, mate, it was right up there as one of the worst, wasn't it? To be honest with you, but you know, I don't know. It had its moments. Go on, then. You tell me what. I know it's committees, the marches, no marches, the marches back on again, the votes and no confidence. I mean, there's never been a dull moment that the supporters take over the coup. Then there's a coup. Then there's going to be a vote. Then there's not going to be a vote. I mean, it was never a dull moment all season. There's a ball revolt. Now the ball revolt is now turned into, uh, we don't like um, uh, uh, Billich. Now it's Operation Moyes. Oh, now we've got Moyes in. We don't like Moyes. I mean, there there wasn't a dull. For Keeble Warriors, it was right up there with the best. Yeah, but just as a football fan who wants to go and watch the football, it was pretty... Oh, the football. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you meant as a whole. You yeah. mean the football. Yeah. Nah, we were rubbish at football. Yeah, it wasn't a very good season. That's my review. John, uh, Nigel, John says season review by award-winning uh, Nigel Khan, the shed man. Well, right, let's take a look where we finish. So if we take where we finished, 13th spot, it's just below the parameter. But my, my personal targets are finish 12th or above. So we've just finished out of that. Have a good cup run. <sighs> Didn't really. Well, we got the quarterfinals of the League Cup, but we surrendered that. But we had a good day out of Wembley, beating Tottenham. So, yin and yang. Yeah, that was a good day. So, You're right. 
but that's master. We got 42 points. Now, 42 points for me is the bare minimum West Ham have to achieve. And for the reason, the pure reason is that's the points we went down with under Roder, the record amount of points. So if you tend to think that Roder is probably the second worst manager we've ever had in our history, and he went down with 42 points. Redknapp, the year uh, in his last season, finished with 42 points, finished 15th. So the the, the big thing for me is, and, and the fact that no one was really cut adrift at the bottom and, until right at the end, which ties in what I say is with the TV money, and the next season's just going to be harder because everybody's getting 120, 150 million. So everybody's going to be chasing the same quality of players for the market that we're in. You know, we're going to be competing with the likes of Wolves to sign a player, Uddersfield to sign a player, Burnley to sign a player, where before we would compete with like the Everton's and the Newcastle's to sign players because we were in the second tier of the three-tier Premier League. The Premier League's now two tiers. So I don't... I, people always seem to think because social media is an instant reaction that a football season's a marathon not a sprint it's all about where you end up at the end and 13th spot it's like getting a C plus in an exam you've passed but you ain't done that well but I'm happy with a C plus because all mine's were F's <laughs> so but but like you've said right what was the difference? I'm just going to look this up now. You know, we could have got 10th Well, look, place. let's put it like this. Yeah. So I've had a Palace fan who for years I've took the piss yeah. out of. He's finally got to, you know, because I always go, oh, normally I look down, I have to look down Woods with me. You know, and I was, where are you? Where are you? I can't see you. Well, he's done that back to me today. And when you look at it, Palace have finished 11th, two points above us. Yeah, on 44 well, on, points. I'll, you, I'll yeah. show you where them two points happened. Yeah. Back yeah. in September at Sellers Park, 2 nil up, 2-1 up going into the 92nd, 93rd minute. And we had the ball in yeah. their corner and Michael Antonio chipped it to no one. He didn't even look up. He just chipped I it remember. into the keeper's arms, Hennessy, froze the ball out. Bish, bash, bosh. They're upfield. Bang. Goal. Zaha. Zaha. Two all. That gives Palace a point that they wouldn't have got takes two points off of us, give us two points, take a point off Palace. Hello, we're 11th. Let's then throw in, we've got no points yeah. against Brighton and Ove Albion. That's bad. Yeah. yeah, so let's throw us in, let's throw a dog a bone and say four points there. So that now puts us on to 48 points. And what we've done now is... Yeah, which would be about ninth, by the way. And that now would be we're a top Leicester, 10 finish. 47. And actually, we've had an half-decent season. And it's what manager you know, fine lines, fine lines. And and Sam finished on forty nine eighth place for Everton. Burnley finished at fifty four points. I mean, outside the top seven, everybody was still on forty look, something points. So forty nine. Look, look for at Everton. the gap between uh, so, Burnley, yeah, and Chelsea, two places above Burnley, and Burnley and us sixteen points. Burnley and us eight yeah. points. And Man City obviously finished on a hundred points. You know, the season it was. It's we don't know 
if this is the future yet of how the Premier League is going to be, let's we'll see next season. The problem you got now is three established Premier League clubs have gone. You got you got some money clubs coming up. Wolves has got serious backers. Cardiff, we've seen them before with Tan. I personally be surprised out of the two if I I, I fully believe Cardiff uh, Wolves will stay up. Yeah, is it the first time all three uh, promoted oh, clubs have stayed no, up happened before? Yeah. Um, and Burnley, that's. I mean, what what was the secret in in Burnley's success for St- you? Stability, to- stability, and decent managership, and decent building the team. They don't look at superstars; they look at players. We we apparently looked at this Chris Wood. Yeah, never bought him. They bought him, and he pops up with goals. If you look at Burnley's team. There's not one West Ham fan to go, oh, I'll have him, or I'll have him, or I'll have him. On paper, Burnley are better than us. But as a team, they're, they're run properly. But then again, and, and coached. Not, yeah, and coached. But then again, they ain't got a circus act behind them, have they? They ain't got, you know, keyboard warriors and malcontents and but, social media accounts undermining managers. I mean, that, that's got to be the. That's got to be the um, the title for today's podcast, isn't it? Probably. Malcontents and uh, and keyboard boys. Yeah. Um. I, I, look. Look. All right. So it's a tougher division, and we we you know when we spoke to David Gold before the beginning of the season, if you remember, we did that interview. He said he wanted top eight. His personal view is wanted top eight. So we didn't achieve that. And I think that's what most people... No people were talking about relegation before the beginning. Mate, it's only two, it's right. only two games ago, really, that we weren't going to get relegated, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 You know, so what a season. It's just been incredible. Yeah, half of it for me we... is that. He, he puts... A, when people put a target, and this is the thing, when, when owners come out and go, oh, I want top eight and I want a decent cup run, yeah, that's, that puts immense pressure on the manager straight away. Well, you should be you should be looking at making progress to what you had before, yeah, and, and well, steady let, progress. Let's not forget. Let's not forget the start of the season. Remember, because the Athletics, we played three games away. Man United. I'm just going to run through the season as my season review. We lost four nil away uh, first game of the season in August to, to uh, Man United at Old Trafford. When then we scored to St. three Mary's. of those goals in the last five or six minutes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. We we lost three two to Southampton at St Mary's. Ten men. Uh, we yeah we went on to Cheltenham. We we won, but but then Newcastle we lost three nil, and and it was a it, it set a pattern with the amount of goals we conceded. Now we did win the first game at the London Stadium, which wasn't till the eleventh of the December uh, September against Huddersfield. Uh, then another draw, then. We had that great. Uh, then we lost against Spurs, uh, a, a cheeky win against Swansea, probably writing on the wall. But then we lost after Burnley draw. We lost three 0 against Brighton in October. Then we had the Wembley win, which both of us went to three two in in the cup, came to nothing. And then Drubbins four one by Liverpool, two 0 by Watford, four 0 by Everton in November. Um, and on it went by then until, you know, December, we got that 3-0 win over Stoke. Uh, we had a 3-0 win over Southampton. 
Um, and there really wasn't anything else to um, to talk about for the rest of the season. Two nil win over Op- Watford. We-, we had remember at the London Stadium. Um, that was the last win. Three nil loss against Burnley at the London Stadium. Remember that uh, just before we won three nil against the Saints. Uh, a one one draw against Chelsea, which we went to, didn't we, John? That was. Okay, at Stamford Bridge, Oldenham one one. Yeah. Um but then we just the floodgates open when we lost four one against Arsenal, four one against Man City. Um so you're right, it 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 was it for me it was the number of goals we conceded. We conceded the most amount of goals. I think there was like sixteen games we we conceded three or more goals, and that's that's not usually the West Ham way. Remember that's you can't just blame that on Moyes, that was Moyes and and Billich. And, um, yeah, um, I think we were very grateful. We didn't have to take it to the last game because, actually, it was quite relaxed against Everton, wasn't it? It was quite an enjo- a joyous day, a celebration of, of, of survival. But what will change? What will change next season? Well, the manager, by the way. It's more than the same. But well, this, this is the thing, though. This is, we're right again another critical time because historically teams that are badly as badly managed as ours top to bottom probably will go down next season so eat sleep rave repeat eat sleep kind of, rave, you, you repeat, just have to look at how sleep, villa was rave, when their managed when their owner just he sort of gave up the ghost and and then stopped investing in the team i mean i saw something today that this this 17 18 was seven million pound net spend or something is that right sean yeah you know so what it's just seven million net spend. It's a it's a figure I do recognise that um, people have talked about. Anyway, I want I want to move on to the manager situation because we've been yapping for thirty minutes. Um, manager says technically at midnight I'm out of a job because he's six months. Uh, Sky and both Talksport have said he's left West Ham. Now technically that is right, but it's a bit of sensationalism for the sake of it. Who would ever do that? Um, because, you know, he hasn't been sacked. No one's talked to him. Um, his contract's come to an end. So, yes, technically, he's not going to West Ham, but no one is. You know, pretty much Rush Green shut down, apart from a few groundsmen. Most of the people have gone away on holiday. The the, the uh, World Cup squads have been picked today. They'll be soon going off to their training camps. Um there's not a lot to be said. The only one interesting thing that David Moyes did say, and we're going to move on this in a minute, is no one, I haven't set a date to sit down with the chairman and I haven't set a time. So he hasn't spoken to the board at all. He knows no time or date yet. Um, do you, you know, what, the, the, I know we've talked over WhatsApp today, but our listeners haven't. Um, it was interesting to me that the book is have put Moyes odds on. So Betfair had him one to three odds on to stay with everybody else long odds. And Unibet had him one to 99 to stay. Bookies don't tend to give away money, do they, Nigel? Um, And it's interesting. Do they know something? Are they hedging their bets? Um, Breaking news. I've just just got an update while we've we've been on air. Um, He will... Um, he will have an interview next week. 
with the board. So the board will sit him, sit down with him and interview him, is what I've been told. And uh, alongside another couple of manager uh, candidates, which probably will uh, include uh, Emery, who obviously uh, is replacement, got announced today for PSG. And who knows, maybe Benitez, maybe Marco Silva, maybe Ferreira. Uh, we don't know at the moment. Um, if you were in Moyes' position, uh, what would you do, John? Me, personally? Yeah. Um, I would think I've done my job. I would think this place is a basket case and I would walk away, walk away with some credibility and probably go and get another job. Now, would I get another job in the Premier League could be the only thing that would make me think about right, staying. Breaking news. Everton sources have today revealed to Clarence and Hugh that Everton are interested in the possibility Marcus of bringing Phil. David Moyes back to Everton if Sam Allardyce is sacked at the end of the season. No. Where'd you get that from? I'm just the messenger. Can't say. Well, I mean, if if I if I had another option to another Premier League club, I'd I'd go straight away. I mean, he, he must have seen the workings of our club and what's gone on. And he, he you know, he, I think we all know that he's been shocked by what he's seen. So, you know, I would get out of there given the choice. Would I want him to stay? I think he. Is our uh, probably it's probably our likely option is because it suits the club because they're pretty incompetent from top to bottom. They haven't got to make a decision; they can just stick with him and just carry on, knowing that they'll probably get some yeah. mediocrity out of it and some stability. So, yeah, I think it would suit them to not have to make a decision. Yeah. Well, we move on to Nigel. Nigel, I wrote a blog earlier saying four managers available to replace Moyes. Uh, Louis Enrique, who won the treble with Barcelona in 2015. Uh, he didn't have a job last season and wants to get back into football. Carlo he's, Ancelotti. He's, sorry, he's linked with Arsenal. Ancelotti. Yeah, all right, just Arsenal. let me finish. Don't interrupt. <laughs> Carlo, in, before you rubbish it, Carlo Ancelotti, obviously sacked by Bayern Munich last September, said he wanted 10 months off. He's coming back into the fold, could come to West Ham. Lauren Blanc, <laughs> who was been out of work uh, after leaving PSG in 2016, after w- winning three titles for them, he could be another one. And of course, Emery, whose contract with PSG finishes on the 22nd of May. Either one of those four could join us, couldn't? Couldn't they, Nigel? Oh, behave yourself! Let's, what are you saying? Let's look at the, the the reality of it. Yeah, those managers are used to shopping in Arids. Yeah, like Dick Henry signs Neymar, did he not? So he had Neymar under Dick Henry, yeah, Una, yeah, whatever his name yeah. is. Una he did, but yeah. before that, he was at Sophia, wasn't he? So, and, and he had a good run there. And he, he this he, is it, he's, he's been at clubs where all right, so he's established himself as a manager, he's at Seville, he's it he did, he was the manager when they did three UEFA Cup wins yeah, on the trot or three yeah. finals. They definitely won two of them because they were the first team to retain it in, in the modern way it's been rescheduled. Um, he then gets the PSG job, wins the title with PSG, he's sacked because of his failings in the Champions League. 
possibly, um, because at the end of the day, they've won the title. So in France, he couldn't really do much more. Is he then, after working with players of the calibre, like Neymar and all the other top quality, top, top quality, working for the, I think, is it Abu Dhabi or Dubai, I think, own PSG? I think it's Dubai, own PSG or Qatar. Working for them, then they come and work for, you know, Lidl's. Because... <laughs> That's the yeah, of course. We got. Of course, it's a big brand. We've got the second biggest screens in in Europe, right? We've got an iconic stadium. See, this is the thing. All um, jokes aside, if it wasn't for malcontents yeah. and keyboard warriors, we there would be no problems. Yeah. There you go. You know, they, they, you keyboard warrior. You're a keyboard warrior, and John's a malcontent. Or the other way around. Or the other way around. Or everyone. Well, probably all of them. <laughs> so, so, all right, let, let me ask a question, which is a really important question. The reason, the reason um, David Moyes is in so much trouble is a turn against him from the fans. So I know you'll have a go at me, but I ran another poll today <laughs> on Twitter, right? Because I know you like polls. And I wanted to know whether after winning... Um, seven points from maximum of nine in his last three games, whether, uh, you know, supports a change. And I said, with David Moyes finishing the season strongly, getting seven points out of maximum nine, should he be given another chance? Now, 1,410 have voted so far. 26% say yes. 74% say no. Now, we know our board look at these. Do they, um, do they look at these polls? They look at polls. They look at polls. Oh. Yeah, they they are oh, interested. In polls. Do they do they take action on these polls? Are they? I don't know, but that's my question. Should should we be led by fan power? Well, you know, we are fans, and we're part of the problem. Should should West Ham fans be deciding when the manager goes, when the next manager is? Should they be listening to fans? <laughs> Or are we just messing it up? Because we seem to do this. We go, Sam out, Sam out, right, Billage in, Billage out, Billage out, Moyes in, Moyes in, Moyes out. You know, will we just keep on doing this? And the longer they listen to the fans, should they just be made, I think John said this before, should they just actually make up their mind and stick to it and just stick to, you know, can you imagine this happening at Arsenal? Can you imagine this happening at Chelsea? Do anyone else listen to fan power as much as we do? Well, I don't go, know because I don't follow oh, yeah. other well, clubs and their social media scenes to see if there is another, you know, Mr. Arsenal football Twitter account tweeting shit polls, you know, so to get the eye of the owner. All right, well, let me ask you a question. Away from what I well, do No, or I'm not, just saying generally, should, but it ain't just you, is it? Should the it's, poll, it's, it's the others. Should, have listen to the question. Should <laughs> the ball listen... To fan power, yes or they no? They should take note of fans, but it shouldn't be, this is what we're going to do. Because these social media accounts, anyone could... You don't even know if 1,400 of the people that voted in, in your poll were West Ham fans for a start. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No, you don't. So it's stupid to begin with from the off. But isn't it funny how all of a sudden they're going to listen to polls about Moyes and and, uh, off of social media that it's going to like shape the way they think when poll after poll on social media told them to fuck off and they're still there. And that, so, that is the the absolute bottom line. The people have lost sight of the main problem here. Yeah. The Moyes has performed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I didn't want Moyes when he came, but I accepted it because, you know, that's what we got. I agreed with the comment that Nigel said. He was probably the best manager that they've ever employed. But what they did, they put him in an environment that all he had to do was survive to achieve. And that's what he's done. He he, does, he didn't have to entertain. He didn't have to give us a cut run. He just needed to get us safe to get his money and to prove his point. And that's what he's done. So do, everyone needs to realise that this is all of it that we see on a daily basis comes from the top and their incompetence from top to bottom. And unless they do anything like they said they were going to do, which was step back, put someone in director of football in, Karen Brady just please fuck off, and all this sort of, if they just didn't put anything proper in place, it's just going to continue and continue. And whoever comes in, whoever the manager is, is going to suffer for it. My view is, if you've really got ambition to get a big-name manager and you're going to put the money behind him, and you're not going to interfere, then replace Moyes. However, if you're going to carry on interfering, as you've done, and not put any money, you might as well but you keep You know Moyes. that already. You've banded out the figure of the, how much the transfer is going to be, the budget's yeah. going to be. We know they're not going to so, back but, but, the next manager. Their transfer budget for next yeah. season. But you might as well keep Moyes. As much as it pains me, are you? So the the question I would ask: Are you really interested in moving to the next level, as you promised, or are you just interested in staying in the Premier League? If the answer is the latter, you might as well keep Moyes. In fact, bring Allardyce back then, right? If you just if 
if if you just want to keep inside the Premier League. However, if you've got real ambitions, then go and get Emery, go and get Benitez, pay them £10 million a year, give them a £100 million budget and step back from interfering in the day-to-day and the transfer business. That's but my you've honest. just said something that's killing us and something that's killed like from the fans. It's this fucking next level saying, forget about the next level because that's putting an unachievable target on there that we're constantly... Not my fail. words, the board's words. No, just, yeah, but we keep saying it. People keep talking about it. People keep using it as a stick to beat them with. And it's one of the, one of the big reasons why they should actually see why they have to sell the club and go. Because every season, they do not achieve what they said. They're holding the club back because the fans will use it as a stick to beat them with. It will go on, on, on until on. they leave. All right, hang on. I, I just think we had a moment there where Nigel just stuck up for the ball. No, no didn't. I didn't. I said they've got to, they've got to go, Sean. Because the thing is, is that the fans are just going to kill each other. We're just going to tear the club apart over yeah. this proxy next level argument that they right. brought up, that they started. It's a noose around their neck. And if they love the club, like they say they'd love the club, they realise it's an unachievable aim. They've sold us down the river. The only way the club can start healing would be a new owner because we then can't say to that owner, you promised us the next level. Where's this top four Champions League? Where's the world-class yeah. players? Until they've gone, we will continue to use that as a stick to beat them with. And actually, it probably holds us and, back uh, as and a until, fan. And until Karen Brady stops going on about how we cannot really achieve the fan experience because of our lease that she negotiated, she helped draw up and she bloody signed, then she should just fuck off as well. Do you know what I mean? Right. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but I just want to ask one last question in the manager segment before we move on. Uh, and the question is to you first, John. What manager would you like to come in from the ones that have been talked about? Who do you think will be our manager realistically? Realistically, next, next year? year it's going to be Moyes. I and I and I think that Emery, like given his history, not at PSG, but uh, um, was it was it Valencia Villarreal? Was it? I can't remember now. I said it earlier. Seville. Seville. That's it. He he had an unfancy team. Okay. He he got a squad together and he coached them, and they became champions. At a certain level, it was mm-hmm. a, a little bit of it was a, a sort of success with a team at our level, and he built it up. So he would be, but he's not a very good English mm-hmm. speaker, is he? Well, apparently he's getting better. Nigel, same question. Um, I'm not against like Dick Emery coming in, and and as long as he realises. You wouldn't want Rafa Benitez. You wouldn't want well, they're, Ancelotti. They're, they're, no, because I think, you know. these, these, as I said, these these are managers that for far too long have, have worked at a, a higher level. I don't think Benitez is going to come. I think he's going to stay at Newcastle. They'll do a deal. They'll give him money. Um, and I think he'll... You think he's using this to drive yeah, up his price? Yeah, yeah? I do. I can't knock the bloke for doing it. You you have to use whatever leverage you get. Well... <sighs> I wouldn't be disappointed if Moyes stays because I think he's earned a one-season shot to see what he can do if he can make the changes that he would like. But a bit yeah. of me thinks if if I was David Moyes, you know, you put the question to John, what would you do? If I was David Moyes, 
and I had to be interviewed for my job again, uh, it would be, go fuck yourself. I've done it. I've shown you. So who will be our manager? Answer, well, going a long way around it. Who will be our manager? I don't know, on? because I, uh, who knows the way the idiots think? Well, this is a podcast. We need to, you to have an opinion. Who do you think? Will it be Moyes, or do you really All think right, they well, replace let's get Pep Guardiola then. Yeah, well, it might as well be okay. from the list that you say. I mean, and, that's and, 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 and that's the thing. So. <laughs> Personally, I'd go out and get Eddie... Um, why can't you do that why can't they go and look at you know someone like Eddie Howe and try and get him out of Bournemouth my concern my concern is we've seen it all before and there's a pattern here we talk 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 about all these oh you know Neymar's coming and all these you know uh, Cavalio's coming and everything we talk it all up and go yeah we couldn't get him so yeah so we're sticking with David but you Moyes look at what's his name Ragnar Mark- Frank- Mark- at Huddersfield look at the job he's done there you know surely he'd be worth a punt you know that's what that's the sort of- yeah well he said he wouldn't guarantee his future he said recently he won't guarantee but his future but that's the sort of manager that we should be looking for because we re- realistically Although they talk about this next level and the next, and the, they get slated for not showing enough ambition, but they're not going to be able to get that manager, the Emery's and the Ancelotti's or whatever. They're not going to be able to get these managers because they're not going to be able to match their manager's ambition. So if they had their sights slightly lower, but someone who's on the up as opposed to someone who's just not on the merry-go-round and stagnating, then they would stand a chance, couldn't they? See, we're not in that position yet, are we, to appoint that manager as a right. team? You know, for the past two seasons, we've actually finished in roughly our highest point by winning the last game of the season. We, we When was we 13th last in the league table? Well, we... Last season, we finished 11th by winning away at Burnley, last game of the season, and we jumped three spots. Yeah. Where before, we'd been hanging around 16th and 15th spots. Anyway, let's move on. Um, one of John's favourite subjects, he's mentioned it all already, uh, Karen Brady, uh, if she hasn't done enough harm, decided to do a sun column. Um, she said that um, it'd been a satisfying year and that there'd been a few problems at London Stadium to do with the lease, um, <laughs> which they were tackling. And the, the only problem was a, a small minority of malcontents and keyboard warriors now, this infuriated, not just the malcontents and the keyboard warriors, but it, it infuriated a large group of people. Um, we sung songs that we, we said earlier. Um, but one of those people taking this to task is WISA, uh, the Independent uh, Supporters Association. And they've started a petition um, calling for Karen Brady to end the Saturday Sun column. It says, we, the undersigned, call on Karen Brady in the interests of West Ham United Football Club to cease writing a Saturday column in the Sun newspaper. We believe the continuation of this particular column is detrimental to the well-being of the football club and as a source of constant bad publicity. Further, it was also highly dismissive of West Ham United fan base and of genuine concerns people hold. Um, Have you signed it, John? I haven't. No. Are you going to? Yeah, probably. Uh, Nigel? I've not signed it yet. Will you? Yes. And I will sign it as well. I think I think they're on to something here. Um, I'm not... How they got there, though? And I will say it. Go on, then. <laughs> say your piece. Well, you'd look. 
me and Mark are good mates. We're very good mates. And p- perhaps we had a little falling out. I thought it was laughable to vote and no confidence in Karen Brady. I did. In, I, I, you know, before they held the vote, I told him what the result would be. So what are you going to do? Now, the petition is brilliant. Should have just done it, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, we'll move on from that. We'll forget about that. And um, let's push on with a petition. I mean, without, you know, without wishing to set targets, what numbers do we think we need for it to actually take notice? Because I think you're going to need somewhere approaching well over 10,000, maybe 15,000 West Ham fans to sign that petition for the club to notice it. Well, I have just, we've done a a thing on Clarence and you about it. I've literally uh, put it on our Facebook group, uh, which is www.facebook.com slash more than just a podcast. So there is another eight people that listen to our podcast um, that will will sign it. So that's eight closer to 15,000, Nigel. How many have signed it? I don't know. They don't say it's it's not publicly available. Right. But yeah, uh, so we we I think I we support the aims of Whistler on it. Um, I know I have a slight relationship with Karen Brady, and I go to support advisory boards, and I go to bloggers' meetings, etc. But I do agree, and I'm happy to say to her face, I don't think the Sun column helps West Ham and doesn't further your well, aims. That, see, that's the funny thing about it. It's not that the fact is that the Sun column don't help West Ham. It's what she says in that Sun column. She can write a Sun column, but it's the it's the crap about West Ham and, and the constantly... Yeah. You know, apparently, don't forget, we can go back years and years. You know, apparently we were the team that rained down bananas on our own black players. Yeah. You know, this is the crap we've had to put up with for years and years. And it's about time Sullivan had a backbone and Gold got a backbone inserted and fucking told her. Yeah. Oh, so, anyway, give it Karen, if you're listening, so stop just it. Sadiq, just Al Sadiq Khan's it. told her, isn't he? Well, well, you don't want nothing to do with it, does he, basically? He's yeah, but look at that. That's all going to be turned around. West Ham are going to are going to make him public enemy number one. Uh, all the yields for uh, us are going to be heaps on his doorstep, and they're going to get the fans. And then and it's a, a a blind deflection tactic. It's not us, Gov. It's them. They won't let us do this when actually yeah. it is them. They, yeah. Yes, you did. They signed it. They yeah. negotiated. But surely that won't happen because people are clever enough to realise, aren't they? Surely. Yeah, of course, of course. Very clever. Anyway, we're moving on. Uh, another, we do like committees. And moving on from the WISA committee to the uh, the breakaway, what's going on at the supporters club. Now, we went down to Stour Place uh, on Sunday uh, to support them yet again, the West Ham supporters club. Or is it, um, as, as some of you following this will know, um, they've, they've just wiped out about 800 people off, off the membership who can't vote next Sunday. Now there is a vote going on next Sunday on the 20th in the Plast and the Plasto in the Bolin uh, pub. Um, and they're still voting for dissolution, uh, dissolution. Um, however, I think the stance they're taking, if I'm right, Nigel, correct me if I'm wrong, is if you signed up to the club and you're a bona fide member, who, by the way, Nigel and myself are, because we signed up before June, 
um, and you got an email to say you're a Bonafide member, which we did, then I think the message is go and vote with your conscience. Do you want this 70-year um, institution to end um, and give the money to people who have been there eight years, or do you want it to continue? Are you going um, on Sunday, Nigel? Um, yeah, I, I will go down there Sunday. Um and and cast my vote on the on the best way I see fit. Yeah, vote with um, your conscience. Vote with, with your yeah. conscience. That's all we say. Vote with your conscience. Don't listen I've, to either I've, side. I'll tell you what. Vote I, with your conscience. I don't think it's a done deal yet that the meeting will take place. Oh really? Yeah, I think there's more to come. I think you know the way they've gone about the membership, and and the fact is that they say that these seven hundred odd or eight hundred odd people are not members. When they carry the same card as you and I, you know, I think it's um, it it could get a bit tied up in emails this week, and yeah, it, yeah, we'll see. Perhaps a deal right. can be done. Maybe, maybe we support Stour, and um, and uh, I'm sure we'll be drinking there again next week. Uh, so well done to the people who. Uh, Say thanks to the people that um, uh, the, the volunteers that run the bar because it's all volunteers now, so no one's paid to do what they do. Yeah, um, Stower, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn if I said I'm pretty sure we've got it for next season for the full year. Yeah, so hopefully we can then take it forward. Yeah, okay. Uh, John, are you still there? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm not. A, I didn't get an email. I was leaving you to it. Yeah. Even so, though I am a member, I thought. But there you go. Ready. It's the more than just a podcast awards. Uh, I only put these together about an hour ago, and uh, I asked our eight listeners, well, twelve listeners, uh, to vote on three awards I just made up uh, about an hour or two ago. And uh, you the- are such a laugh. I'm such a laugh. Now, the, the first award is to the more than just a podcast presenter of the year. Uh, and that was from George, uh, from a list of George, John, Nigel, Sean, and, and our guest presenter, Ian. Ian, um, Ian Dale. We haven't had any other presenters. The second category was West Ham podcast of the year from uh, more than just a podcast, Stop Hammer Time, The West Ham Way, The Free Hammers, or those, only two of them, and The American Podcast, West Ham Podcast. And the third one was your favourite animated character from Canning Town Len, The Janitor from Hong Kong Fooey, SpongeBob, Homer Simpson, and Eric Cartman from um, uh, South Park. Now, I said, please don't take the voting seriously. Now, drum roll, please. I don't have a drum roll. Um, but I'm I'm glad to hand out the awards, um, and I'm going to start in in reverse order uh, for animated um, uh, animated cartoon character. Um, in last place was SpongeBob with with one. Um, Homer Simpson got two votes. Cartman got two votes. But the winner by a landslide with seven votes from our twelve listeners is Canning Town Len. Well done, Canning Town mm. Len. Uh, you gave us a Lenny. We're giving you a, a, a Mappy. A map. <laughs> right, the second one. Uh, remember, self-praise is no praise. However, 
<laughs> American podcast got Nilpois. Um, the free hammers got Nilpois. Stop hammer time got two votes. Well done. Well done. Shit boys. Hammer well time done, got two votes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, West Ham Way uh, got three votes out of 12. Ooh. Well done. <laughs> but by landslide again, more than just a podcast. Funny enough, run on our own Facebook group got seven votes and are the winner of podcast. Are we allowed to take it though? Because surely self price is no price. No price. Self price is no price. We should give it to now. someone. We should give it. I'll tell you what. We should do the honourable thing. Self-praise is no praise. And I'd like to dedicate our award, because we've already won a Lenny, to the American podcast. Well done, boys. Yeah. Even though you've got Tony some and Borley, Just for the song. I met, uh, yeah. Did I you? met in the supporters club. Uh, one of them. I've forgotten what one. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, the final. This is a biggie. This is a biggie. This is equivalent of Hammer of the Year. Um, oh, good Lord. First of all. The presenter of the year, Ian Dale, Neil Poir. George Bucci, Neil Poir. Jonathan Bucci, one vote. That was me. Sean Whetstone, one vote. And by a landslide, presenter of the year for his third award in a matter of days. <laughs> Is Nigel, who, who got an incredible 10 votes, and most of them for Shedman, not for Nigel. But, uh, Nigel, you are our official presenter of the year. Well, I'm honoured. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, would you like to give a speech? Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. I'd like to thank you boys for, for bringing me on board, because it has been great fun. And... Um, I've really enjoyed it. It's a good it. job we did. Otherwise, no one would have listened. Well, yeah, listen. You know. being so popular and all that. <laughs> Just don't let this award stuff go to your head because I, remember, self praise. I don't want to beat myself up, but I, it, it hasn't happened all season. But three people recognised me yesterday in the game. <laughs> What, 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 tell us what happened. You went to so, the Heineken well, bar. We, after the match, we went to the Heineken After you walked away from me when just before the start of the game and I've forgotten his name I feel really bad but I did christen him listener number five I think his name was Mark so I had a good chat with him and I said well you can be listener number five and that's going to be his squad number um uh so then yes at the Heineken bar someone turned around clocked me went yeah mate you're the bloke that does the videos aren't you and I was like yeah I didn't know what to say. He shook me hand and said, oh, I really like you. you. want to keep going? I was like, cheers. Didn't buy me a beer, though. But anyway. And then on the boats, um, a couple of people came up to me and said, um, we really like what you do. So thanks a lot. And I did ask the bloke his name, but yeah. to be fair, I was rat-ass yesterday. And I feel really embarrassed. Oh, actually, there's a... there a late vote in, and, and it should be counted because there was 13 votes in the end, and I missed it. Andrew uh, Hadrick said uh, the presenter of the year was actually one vote for Dave Walker. Wrong podcast, mate. Uh, Podcast of the year, more than just a podcast. So great. Thanks. That's and the favorite um, animated cartoon is Shedman. So you've got one vote for the animated cartoon as well. There you go. There you go. Uh, and well done, Dave, for for getting a vote. There must be a cartoon there somewhere, mustn't there? Shed man. We should get, and we've talked about this before, but we should get Canning Town Len on the podcast. 
because he won't have to animate any of that stuff, right? Because you know he's not real. He's just a cartoon. Is he? Is he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people think he's real that, that, and start rattling with him. Wards, but he... it wards into perspective, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it does. Yeah. He's a cartoon. He's not real. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> you should meet his cousin, Basil and Ben. We should definitely we get we get we get um Ken Cowlett on the podcast. Anyway he did, he did the white flight years ago out into Essex. Anyway, I know it's the end of the season, but we're we're one hour five, so it's time for this. Yes, it's Facebook Twitter question time. Uh, and this is where I waffle while Nigel brings up the Facebook page. Uh, earlier today, um, I said, what did I say? Do you want me to tell you? I, I said, podcasting tonight, the award-winning podcast <laughs> is back to review the Everton win, the season and the manager situation. Send in your questions, statements of fact or shout-outs before 8pm. Who would you like to replace David Moyes? Here is my long list of 15, but feel free to add your own. Emery, Benitz, Benitez, Silva, Tuchel, Pellegrini, Mancini, Fonseca, Blanc, Blanc uh, Ancelotti, Enrique. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst oh, one. Too. Oh. <laughs> Wagner, Cow, um, Cow. And, and Sorry, a cat just walked okay. into me shed, scared the fucking life out of me. <laughs> go on, away you go, He's Nigel. He's palpitations there, leave him alone. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's loads of them, by the way. There are absolutely loads oh, of them. Here we go. Oh. Lewis, uh, Lewis, the regular, Aaron Trout. I obviously, oh, I should have put my glasses on, don't want Moyes to stay, but my only concern is... If a new manager comes in, what he doesn't want... What if he doesn't want Arnie and Arnie doesn't like him? They they do get along, but he plays Arnie out of position and he goes back to what he was in the first three months of being here. Moyes has got the best out of him, which has to be a big factor. Uh, thanks again for all your efforts, lads. Have a good summer. Look forward to more interaction next season. Cheers, Luke. Right. Next up, Richard Dodds. Dodsy. I don't know you, but I'm going to call you that. Am I the only person who would be happy to see Arsene Wenger as our manager? I generally don't get what all the protests are about. He would get a top six play the football we won and would have a better idea on transfers than the current idiots. See more. And I ask again, where do we go with the protest? Now, you know, after the Everton game, they were in the ballroom pass, patting each other, I think they should say, on the back. More razzle-dazzle on its way. Razzle-dazzle. Paul Harris, Eddie Howe, young, ambitious, knows the Premier League, English, manages well on a realistic budget. His team plays with great spirit and good tactical awareness, tries to play attractive, quick-moving, passing-based football and is realistically attainable target. I don't think he is. Uh, in brackets, two shells. Two shells gone already, but I, I don't think he is. Eddie Howe is the king of his castle. He has the like biggest say in everything. And if he come to us, I think he'd, or if he looked at us, I don't think he would come. They don't fancy him. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick Harvey. Firstly, thanks for all the podcast this season. A great listen as always. I'd say that this season has been shambolic, certainly off the pitch and only marginally better on the pitch. The Baroness continues her self-promotion and antagonism of the fans. 
Golden Sullivan would leave no stone unturned to make a successful, sorry, heard it all before. West Ham United FC, worst value for money in the Premier League, says it all really. The money Sullivan spent over the last few seasons has been largely wasted, with Arnautovic, Obian, Ogbonu and Lanzini being the only exceptions. As for a manager, all the time the clowns are running the circus, it's hard to see that should be able to take us forward. Nagelsmann would be my choice, but can't see that happening. Moyes did his job, but with significant help from the other clubs performing badly. 13th may sound acceptable, but that's papering over the cracks. Looking forward most of all to a few weeks of not thinking about West Ham. Only one decision to do. Do I renew or not? At the moment, it's a not, but who knows? Well, Nick, I would say, look, renew. You're better off being inside pissing out than sitting outside pissing in. That's what I say. And that's from a double, triple award winner. <laughs> Thank you, yes. So, well, actually four now because you... I know we gave that away to yeah, uh, um, to the American podcast. American podcast, yeah. Uh, Taffy Wallback, who must win for best name. To be fair, firstly, thank you. Thankfully, you're not podcasting while I'm asleep. Uh, secondly, if the ball doesn't back the manager, whoever they may be, with serious cash, it does not really matter who we get. Third, what was Sam Allardyce's face like at the final whistle? It must have been priceless. Well, I was too far away to see it, to be fair. <laughs> True. <laughs> he didn't hang around, did he? Uh, there, is a, there is a lot, isn't there? No. I, Ian there Mc, is a lot. Ian McGregor. Crap season and need new manager for sure, but don't get the love in for Lanzini. He's been underwhelming to say the least and be off in the summer. Very injury prone. Has only had one good year. We should cash in while we can. And it would go a long way for a few quality signing. All the best lads. By the way, let's just tackle this Lanzini thing. Media story, recycled year after year. At the end of the day, Lanzini, there's been no inquiries. There's been no agent talk. There's been no bids. This is manufactured either by his agents, etc. You know, he's got another two years on his contract and we've got an option for another year. Um... What, what is the, unless another club comes in, what is the hurry to put him on a, you know, a, an 80, 90 grand a week contract at the moment? Right. They certainly won't be doing anything until they choose the manager. But at the moment, they're right. No, they haven't sat down with Lanzini and they haven't offered him a new deal and they won't do until a new manager comes in. That's good. But I, I, I don't see this talk of Liverpool paying 50 million do they do you really think i mean lanzini is good for us but do you really think he's going to be the mainstay of a liverpool team do you really think he's that good oh sorry <laughs> no well right. John? ricky gayla is there any chance of a new question, man convincing that? <laughs> go on then yeah i went off on one <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's not that we're against the clock or anything, but I've still got shit. Like, I don't know what's happened here. There's, there seems to be too many just, people uh, listening to Just have a skim through it. <laughs> okay. Rick, give everyone a mention. Ricky Gaylor, is there any chance of a new man convincing Lanzini to stay as a ship sail? Well, if you've just heard Sean, you'd realise the ship hasn't left dock yet. Also, I had a massive row over the weekend over why he's worth more than 50 in this market. Coutinho isn't. <laughs> I don't know, like, what your boy's faults? Well, Sean's done that. Come on. Ed Hughes, do you see glimmers of hope no. that the board are listening? No, they're very quiet. No. Moyes hasn't automatically received an extended contract. So we seem to be looking at all the options. 
Am I deluded yeah. in thinking they may have just heard something on the gripes this season with trying a different approach? No. Ed Olfon, how happy are you that Austria didn't qualify for the World Cups? Didn't we? Oh, no. Okay, no chance. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. On the stage, yeah. Making it less likely the big Or injure himself. That's more important. Or injure himself. That is good, actually. Man, he got called up. Uh, Clark. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Clark. Hoi! Will Huggill, wherever you say you, Jill, become a regular fixture? Is he a 10 million bench warmer? No. Would you keep super? No, they, they, they are desperate, awful. and I mean desperate awful. to get rid of him. No. Desperate. They are hunting him out. By the way, it wasn't 10 million, right? It was 7 million. Uh, the rest of it was add ons, which we haven't had to pay because we haven't played him. Uh, but it's 7.2 million we paid for him. And we're trying to get our money back. And we're punting him out desperately everywhere. It hasn't worked out. Don't mean to be horrible to the guy. But uh, he'll be gone in the summer. Good. Matthew Kemp. Important that we sound out the names mentioned. First, as who's interested. As ultimately, if we can't get the manager, then Moyes and his backroom staff should remain. That's a bad way to do business in my book. would love to see Emery or Rafa at the Elm. Yeah, I doubt if they'll join. Paul Beasley, don't worry, West Ham fans. The board know what they're doing. Moist to stay and use the money from Lanzini to spend on summer. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> Great show, boys. Tom Underwood, why do people think Benitez will do better than Moyes? Exactly. Newcastle have a bigger net spend than us and finished two points above us and we had Billich for the first quarter of the season. Uh, anyone but Moyes, says Chris Hooper. Fulham manager would be a good shout. Yankovic, is it? Or, or whatever. Um, so at least if he was cracked, we'd have a good rhyme with his name. Um, they play great football, and he knows the championship best players, which is realistically is our market. Interesting thought, not quite next level. The rest think Chris, but I know where you're coming from. Tin Sharman, do you think Lanzini will leave in the summer? Thanks for a great podcast. No. Um, Paul Turner, all right, Paul, I asked a question if Eddie and Jason are on their way to Stratford. But being told it's Pellegrini, uh, it ain't Pellegrini because right. he's still. He's let me tell you about yeah, he's Pellegrini. Still in China, Pellegrini, Pellegrini right? That's he's still in China. Now, hang on a minute. He's not only just in China, but he, he, his season doesn't end to next March. They've got a different season, and he's not one to give up halfway through a season. So, Pellegrini, yes, we would like him, but he's never going to come, and he's never going to. Um, I can't see DS jumping on a plane to China to see him either. Uh, there is such a thing as a fun. Uh, Daniel McClelland, are you worried with finishing three points? Are you worried with finishing with three positive results? They might keep Moyes. No, I'm not. There's always that danger. I hear, right, just between us lot and the eight listeners, <laughs> that there's a division in the board over this and it might come down to board vote, but don't tell anyone. Oh, good. Well, Tara will be happy. Um, <laughs> oh, it's not that ball. Right. Oh, no, it's so, not that ball. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, lucky they start. I'd say, they would hang us. Should we allow Mr. Boyd? Yeah. Sorry, Alexander McFarlane. Uh, big up, the Alex. Uh, should we allow Mr. Moyes another year to see if we can progress under his leadership? Uh, Kevin Goldsmith has joined in and says, how do I get a link to listening to the podcast tonight, please? Um, obviously, we record ours, then it all gets polished up somehow. Tomorrow. And then we put it out. We don't actually yeah. do it live, Kelvin. 
Yeah, we don't play songs. No, to be fair, that's the best bit of that podcast. They do play some great songs on there. Um, Yeah. Gary Prince, another regular. From that 15, Amity would welcome a call from Sullivan (laughs) and Amity would just hang up. (laughs) 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 She's started with that one. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, uh, Whoops, not today, Dave. Uh, who? Sorry, Dave Sullivan? No, mate. No, no. I have my own stash upon Max. Thank you. Uh, Matthew Kemp. Awful. <laughs> important. <laughs> Insert any foreign manager's name there on that impression. Um, Matthew Kemp. <laughs> important that we sound out the names mentioned first as soon as interested. Result in me, if we can't get the manager, we want the Moises backroom staff should remain. Uh, I would love to see Emery or Rafa at the helm. I doubt if they'll join. Um, is it a, just a ploy to increase season ticket sales? That's your lot from Facebook. Thank you very much for doing that. Do we go to Twitter now? Yeah, go to Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Oh, look, there were more more votes. You got more votes on um, on Twitter as well. That was it. And uh, cool. you know what? The janitor from Hong Kong, Fui, got a vote uh, from uh, Tim Holland. Shedman, you got another vote. More than just a podcast. No uh, self-praise is no praise. And the mild-mannered janitor from Hong Kong, Fui. Well, can you Sorry, read Canning it? I can't get to the I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> oh, oh, this, this is quite amusing, actually. Um, so, um, I'm wrong so on it, Hammers fan... Uh, 02380 uh, said uh, one vote for the best podcast that goes to Alan Carr. Well done, Alan Carr got one. West Ham Way, sorry, and you Homer think Simpson. That's you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is me. So I got two votes. I got one more than John. <laughs> so, uh, but um, but there you go. It still doesn't change the result. So don't have to change the. Um, I remember Sean self praises no praise. <laughs> What do you think? Uh, and then also the same person says, what do you think of the recent comments and today's tweet from Mark Noble? He seems to be digging at our owners. I don't know what Mark Noble said today. Uh, he said something about the, um, Ginge being a great ambassador for the club and a yeah. model, whatever you'd ever like to, to meet. So we'd like to see him at the club next season or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, Tim Holland, before he put his vote in, which for the mild manner janitor from Hong Kong Fui, where do we need to strengthen in the summer? Um, also, is Mario worth the money, especially when Antonio's back? Um, well, we need to strengthen everywhere, and I yeah, would, okay. I would keep, I would keep Mario for a price, as we've said, and uh, and keep Antonio. I would, I, I would say, your question about Lanzini, Lanzini would perform better with better players, and he might do a blinder in the World Cup, and he could go in. Yeah. So that, that's that's it. Um, Is that it? We we did we did invite Gonzo, by the way, on the podcast tonight after having Ian later. He was desperate to be on the podcast, and do you know why he didn't make it? Go on, tell us, Sean. Because he's still hung over. When I spoke to him this afternoon, he was still in Stratford. He was so drunk and so wasted, he actually stayed. I hope his wife's not listening. Um, <laughs> in a hotel um, in Stratford, and he was still there this afternoon. He wasn't due to get back to about eight o'clock tonight. That is some party. Uh, but anyway, it's time to say goodbye. Now, 
Now, before we say it, I mean, we didn't mention, by the way, uh, get well soon, George. George is still ill. He's, he's done his ankle in um, and he, he's had a few problems. So I know he's been missing for a few podcasts, but we want to say get well uh, soon, George. Hope you're, you're fighting fit soon uh, for the rest of the season, uh, for, the, for the new season. We usually don't recall during close season. So we wouldn't say hello to you until August. Now, each year we go, oh, but we'll probably come back and do a, um, you know. Transfer window special. Transfer window special or a, um, a World Cup special. But n- now with our remote, you know, bloke in his shed, bloke in the loft, loft. we are going to try and do that, aren't we? But we yeah. say that every year. Yeah, of course so we are. Well, look cut- out. Look out, because we are we, we won't but we won't be recording them every Monday, but we will try and do the odd podcast just to keep you going until August. Um, but I think that's it, guys. I think um, I just want to take the opportunity uh, to thank all our eight listeners um, and more if there are out there. Thanks for contributing to the Facebook group. Thanks for tweeting us. Thanks for joining in. Your listenership. Is always appreciated as we approach our eighth season next year. John? Thank you, everybody. I reiterate your words, Sean. And 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 uh, award-winning presenter, uh, Nigel? Yeah, you know, as I said earlier, I wanted to thank you boys for bringing me in. Well, we've been mates for a few years now, and this is really good fun. Um, big thanks to George for the work he does behind the scenes in making yeah. the mess that we put together. Editing he's, it all together and making it. it. You wouldn't that believe makes it. makes it sound like a show when sometimes it is absolutely chaotic as the Wayne's yeah. world of podcasting uh, <laughs> obviously is. Um, and more importantly, thanks to uh, everyone that listens. And look, we don't take ourselves seriously. <laughs> we, we take the good with the, with, with the bad and, the, the, the prize with the criticism and um, it don't it's water off a duck's back really to be yeah. fair I'm, I'm just telling it. you a story right because you said we'd known each other a few years we actually met in 2011 myself and Nigel and, and I'll tell the story some people know this story we met at a supporters advisory board right one of the the first one I think and Nigel was heading up something called Hughes View against the stadium and I was chosen to be the, the, the chairperson of the Olympic Stadium group that would write a report for the board. Like a puppet on a string. And, yeah, that went and, well. and we met, didn't we? We met at the bar. The eyes met. <laughs> and the eyes met over the bar on both sides of the fence of, of the London Stadium. And, and we've been friends ever since. Oh, isn't that lovely? Well, on that nice warm story, story, let's call it a quiz there, shall we? Yeah, Can I just say the go. first thing that I thought, I'll just sort of put it, is that the first time I remember listening to this, I thought you was the bastard son of Ken Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Anyway, it's goodbye from me, Sean. Uh, have a good summer and some good holidays. It's goodbye from goodbye, John. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy your summer. And goodbye from Nigel. Yeah. Come on, England. And then once England get knocked out, I'll revert back to my German heritage and we'll win the World Cup. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Oh,
course is a long one. One hour, 25 minutes. You kept interrupting. We still recording? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. They don't fancy him. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 